It's now Christmas bird count season. If you'd like to learn more about the count, I did an interview recently with Krista of the Birding Tools podcast. You can listen to the Birding Tools podcast on your favorite podcast app or on birdingtools.com. It's July 12th, 2020, and I'm recording some breeding birds at the Meester Tract near Cambridge, Ontario. On this hot summer day, I heard two things rather unexpected. One, which seems to be an owl call in the middle of the day, which at the time of the recording I didn't even really notice, because there was a bird flying over with a finch-like call I didn't recognize. Something flew over that was interesting sounding. I don't think it was Purple Martin. The shape wasn't entirely right. Seemed a bit thick looking for a swallow. Well, at least what I saw fly over. Part of me was thinking it reminded me of like a finch-like call. Might have to review that. Here's that call again. It's a bit faint in the recording. Later investigation would reveal that this was my first encounter with a white-winged crossbill in decades. And it was in July, not the winter as one would expect. From a cursory look at eBird, it appears I wasn't the only one with a July observation of white-winged crossbill in southern Ontario. I felt this might be a sign that a very good season of winter finches was to come, and by November of 2020, it was apparent my hunch was correct. My name is Rob, and this is Songbirding, a winter finch special. Each year, the Finch Research Network releases a winter finch forecast, which predicts the winter migration movements of several species, most of which are finches. While this year's forecast predicted a good flight for many species in the eastern part of North America, it appears nearly all the species normally covered in this report are on the move south this year. Winter hasn't even started yet here in Ontario, and I've already encountered every winter finch species and have even recorded them. For these species, it's been 25 years since we've had a year like this. This November and December, I've been capturing what sounds I can, 
so you know what you can look for if you're in a region where these species might visit this winter. They're not all the clearest or most extensive recordings, but they should be sufficient to get a sense of what one can listen for. Mount Albion C8. Let's start first with a small bird that's not actually a finch, but follows similar eruptive patterns. The red-breasted nuthatch. So I'm looking for some red-breast nuthatches. In the middle of a spruce plantation, all white spruce. This is one of those things that was popular way back in the day for conservation, was just plant a white monoculture of white spruce, and there's your trees. But what's underneath them tend to be a lot of dead needles, not much biodiversity. But good place to find red breast nuthatches when they're around. Here we go. Their squeaks can sound like rewinding tape. And their yank call is partly how you identify them. It's got a different quality than the white breast nut hatch. They're busy foraging in the tops of the trees, which are the only parts of these trees that even have needles and cones. And it's the cones they're after. Specifically the seeds in the cones.
So their actual song you're not hearing here, just the calls. What would be classed as a song is their long drawn out yank. Kind of yank kind of thing. Alright, I think they moved on. Oh no. Still quite a few here. So this is mostly a flock of nuthatches, the red breast variety, but uh, they usually can be found mixed in with chickadees, which there are a couple around here, just not with this flock right now. And, uh, well, now there is. There's a black-capped chickadee. It's up there, but not saying much. Uh, you'll find them, though, in mixed flocks with um, golden crown kinglets, white breast nut hatches. The chickadees, titmice, woodpeckers, the smaller kinds. General winter flocks, usually. And that's our red breast nuthatches. They're not around every winter. At least here. They're, you know, there might be a handful around every winter, but not in the numbers we get now. They uh, are an eruptive species, so they only migrate when there's a lack of food in the north. And this year they really were lacking food, so they started in August moving south. So there's a lot of places have them now that do not normally have them. In September, I heard a second sign that a good season for winter finches was coming. This pine siskin recorded flying overhead at Isaac Lake in the Bruce Peninsula. Only a month later, and the Siskin were making appearances in southern Ontario. Here's an encounter with this species close up, mixed in with a flock of a similar sounding species, the American Goldfinch.
lot of American goldfinches talking. These are all American goldfinch. There's a pine siskin somewhere here. And a nuthatch, white breast nuthatch. Siskin would be the pew call. Nuthatch is the nasal one. There's our siskin. Like a pew, and then they have this kind of jet jet call. And the zeet. That's their song, the zeet. I just can't see where this bird is. There it is. So the siskin will mix in with flocks of other finches. This one's all on its own though. Probably a male, considering the song. He's flying off on his own now. describe the American goldfinch call as potato chip, potato chip. It's the same rhythm. They, uh, well, their flight pattern is very bouncy. So it's kind of like flap, flap, and then glide, and flap, flap, glide kind of thing. Like most finches. And most finches do the, uh, at least the smaller ones make sounds as they flap their wings.
One of the most sought-out finches this winter will be the Evening Grosbeak, a large, heavy-set finch with a powerful conical bill. The males are a striking yellow and black with a white wing patch, and the females mostly gray with black and white wings. Their call is comparable to the house sparrow, at least to my ears. Listen for yourself. Okay, I'm hearing... Here's an evening gross peak. You have a red breast nuthatch. Can't tell if the gross beak is on the ground, as in in a tree, not literally on the ground, or flying by. So I didn't see it. May have been just flying low though. They sound kind of like in between a whistle and a house sparrow cheep. Got a handful of red bulls fly over very quietly though. Breast nut hatch. And very talkative. Hearing evening crow speak. Very far off. There we go. Hi. That was a lone bird flying over, very high up.
The common redpole is a small brown and white finch with a red patch on the crown. They can also sound similar to goldfinches, but have a sharper quality to their calls. Coming up in some common red poles. There's a couple of them right in front of me, foraging on goldenrod. Six or seven of them. Make that about ten now. Focusing on goldenrod seeds. Now it's moved on. As you can hear that uh, bouncy sound, it's a lot like goldfinches. And then that also that high pitched whine as well, also a lot like American goldfinch. 
a lot of American tree sparrows here too. Dozen red bulls now. A lot of chickadees, too. Wonder what they're all worked up about. I didn't expect to come across a pine grosbeak this year, but not only did I find one, but I found a singing immature male at Valens Conservation Area in southern Ontario. This grosbeak, much like the evening grosbeak, is a large finch, but the males are rosy in color and the females more golden. Well, that's unusual. We've got a pine gross beak here. It's a male. Singing a very virio-like song. I don't know how normal it is for them to sing this time of year.
had a brief encounter with the Red Cross Bill, a medium-sized finch with a crisscrossed bill to allow them to more easily pry open pine and spruce cones. Once again, this was back at the Maester Tract near Cambridge where I first encountered the white-winged crossbill in July. So one of my techniques I'm trying to figure out for finding crossbills because they're so quiet is to just stop every once in a while and listen hard for what sound like flocks flying over but are not flying over because they can sound a lot like how red poles do when they fly over except when red poles fly over they go somewhere and they fade out but if crossbills are feeding nearby they're not going to fade out so much They might fade in, in and out a little bit, but as they call and not call, but they shouldn't sound like they're getting further and further away. They might stop calling, but they're not going to sound like they're getting further and further away or closer and closer. You definitely find them, there'll be a lot of sounds of pine cones being torn apart. There'll be a lot of sounds of cones being torn apart. Okay, that was different. Guessing Red Cross Bill. It's about seven of them. I just had a few Red Cross Bill fly over. Problem with tracking down these kinds of species is there's a lot of potential trees they could be headed towards in here. Or they could have just been flying over and headed somewhere else completely. Now if they were red crossbills, there are some different call types, uh, which represent different populations of the species. And uh, those can only be figured out by spectrograph as far as I'm aware. That's something I'll be taking a look after. See if I can find out what they are. Possibly where they're from. White-winged crossbills are similar in many ways to red crossbills, but can easily be distinguished by the white bars in the wing. In European countries, this species is known as the two-barred crossbill. 
I encountered a small flock at Valens Conservation Area. They are quiet, but a very lively species, and can breed any time of the year when there is enough food available. It is entirely possible I may find white-winged crossbill nests this winter. So I'm currently with a flock of white-winged crossbills. Not hear much. They're busy eating, tearing apart cones. Some very, very light sounds. Most of the noise they're making though is just tearing cones apart. They're about 20 feet above me. At least six of them. These are larger finches than like goldfinches or red poles. Something flushed several of them. I don't know why. Now I know there's way more than six though. That was about 20 that left. And I think there's still some here. Red squirrel? Another red squirrel. Not sure if there's still any here. Thought I heard something. Can hear them somewhere. I think they're flying around. So how I found them was this is a location I've known them to be because I found some a week ago here with some other people. And they were so incredibly quiet, I didn't hear them as they were practically right above me. They often sound like 
kind of like a distant flock of red pools. And I stopped to listen where these red pool sounds are coming from, and then look up and there they are. Tearing cones apart. Now the question is, can I refine this flock? Although I don't think it'll be one flock anymore. The way they dispersed, it looked like two smaller flocks, so about ten each. So I'm going to take a short walk. See if I come across them. As you can hear, there's also a lot of crows here. At least one raven also calling. I'm going to walk around a little bit more. It's a campground area. Lots of spruce here. Lots of cones available. Mostly just gonna have to stop every once in a while and just listen. Listen for those little kind of rattly tones that are not unlike red poles. And for the sound of cones being torn apart. Which of course, squirrels do that too. Just not as many as quickly. something. Definitely one flying over. I heard more than one though. Listen to that rattle. There we go. That's the flyover of a flock of 20 or so. And it looks like they're headed right back to the exact same spot where they got spooked. And yes, they're back. Same spot. Going for a slightly taller tree. It's more like 40 feet over me.
and see if I can get right underneath them here. a lot of cones at once. Squirrels here as well. I found them now in a tall tree above me. So they return back to the same tree that they flushed from before. Very busy working on a lot of different cones at the same time. It's about 20 birds, so a lot of cones could be worked on at the same time. I'm actually getting showered by spruce seeds right now. You can see them kind of twirling downwards. 
Bruce seeds are a lot like uh, maple keys. They do spin as they fall to the ground. Something spooked them again, except this time they just moved trees and fly completely away. It's a bit of background sound here from a campfire at a nearby site, campsite. So some of the crackling is that. But most of the crackling of these birds, now they're in a tamarack tree. Also known as a larch. Picking apart the smaller tamarack cones. So they're picking apart some shorter spruces now. Get a little closer. As you can hear, their rattle sound is very quiet. I'm very close to them, and I can barely hear them. I'm having an easier time hearing the junco behind me, who is much further away. This is going to really test my directional shotgun mic here. Alright. Switch back to the first tree again. This overview of these winter finch species has been useful. If the opportunity presents itself this winter for better recordings of these species, I hope to follow up someday with those recordings. To see if these species might arrive in your region, look to ebird.org, where you can look up reported range maps of these species for this and previous years. Songbirding, a winter finch special, was recorded, engineered, narrated, and created by me, Rob Porter, with Creative Commons music from Scott Buckley. If you enjoyed, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts 
or on podchaser.com slash songbirding. You can also support the show on patreon.com slash songbirding.